Hello and welcome to episode 65 of the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. I'm Caleb. I'm Mark. And I'm Eric. And we're three best friends from high school who've spent the last 10 years in the film industry and realized that freelancing can be a lonely business. So we built the Video Community, a place where filmmakers on all parts of their journey can come together and empower each other's growth and success. In this episode, we chat with writer-director Shandon A. Baskin. Shan talks with us about the importance of viewing yourself as a business. We dive into the power of being relentless and we talk production as Shannon embarks on her first feature film so sit back relax and welcome to the ambitious filmmaker podcast so you know right now rockstar just re-released the grand theft auto bringing back yeah. my childhood there man the original <laughs> trilogy oh yeah yes Vice City's a classic. Yeah. Big, Vice big City, fan. the soundtrack alone was just oh, so yeah. awesome. Big fan. So. Oh, for sure. Red Dead Online is actually my big go-to right now when I have free Really? Time. I never played it online, but I played the game. I beat it. Yeah, I love playing video games. I don't know what else I said in that bio, but... <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Slurping Ramen and Drinking Mojitos <laughs> also made the list. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. That's a good night for me. Video games, ramen, and mojitos. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Then as our previous podcast guest said, let's do the damn thing. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. Today, we are here with director, writer, filmmaker, <laughs> Shantanae Baskin. Shantanae, welcome to the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. Hi. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm so excited. Woo-hoo. Oh, Based on our pre-roll, we're really excited, too, to dig into this. What is the origin story of Shandon A. Baskin? The origin story. So um, I believe my story began with filmmaking when I was a kid. Like, everything started with story. I grew up as a Christian. Um, so, you know, the stories about Moses, Noah's Ark, and Adam and Eve. And I really just gravitated towards story. And um, as I continued and went throughout life, Disney obviously like Aladdin and Lion King, those became like big parts of the journey, Pixar. And as I continue to grow, you know, when digital cameras start to get into play, that's like when I started making crappy YouTube content (laughs) back in 08 or 07, you know, with a digital camera. But I, I always knew I wanted to be a filmmaker, but I just didn't know like what lane I really wanted to go because there wasn't a lot of women back then I could look up to like, okay, I can be a director in this industry. But now we have a lot more. I believe my origin story really started when I was an undergrad in college. I went to Tennessee State University, which is HBCU, historically black, uh, I'm about to say historically black Christian college, a black college. (laughs) That's all you need to know. And um, I I went to school for mass communication. By the time I realized they had a film program there, it was too late. I was like in my last semester getting ready to graduate. So I basically oh, begged. Man. Yeah, it was like, damn, why didn't I just, you know, went with my heart? I was scared. So I finally um, got the guts to ask the counselor, like, hey, can I get into some film classes? I took visual storytelling. I took some class where they were shooting a web series. Didn't have a creative nice. role. I think I was a production manager, basically just doing grunt stuff, making mm. sure people's getting a job done. I was disappointed. <laughs> and also with the visual storytelling, I sucked. You know, like I know how to shoot 
as far as putting together like a new segment or something like that. But visual storytelling and filmmaking is a whole nother beast within itself. And I remember the professor, he told me like at the end of the class, because I was really trying to get this information. I was really trying to be a filmmaker. And he told me, he's like, you just don't got it. <laughs> like, he's like, you just don't got it. Man. Yeah, he said that. He was a... Uh, he was something. I was That's like, okay. Cold. Yeah, it was cold. So <laughs> I didn't take what he said to heart. I remember it, but I didn't let it stop me. So fast forward to 2017 or 2018. Fast forward to 2017, 2018. By the time I'm like shooting just crappy stuff, just learning. I was working at a juvenile as an uh, officer. And I used to go there every day with like a whole bunch of film books, just reading like how to write scripts or how to uh, you know, visual storytelling, how to tell a good story with different shots, whatever. And my kids there was like, Miss Baskin, Miss Baskin. They was like, how come you will just go be a filmmaker, go to grad school or something? It's like, you're always coming in here with us. Like, and it was crazy because they were like, Miss Baskin, if I was free, I would be, you know, chasing my dreams. And I thought about it. I'm like, I am coming here every day to be locked up with you guys. <laughs> I love you guys, but you know, this isn't my passion. I do love working with children. But yeah. um, my grandma ended up dying in 2018. And that was like the final step for me. I was like, if I'm going to live this life, I need to do what I want to do and do what I love. And that's when I took the, the leap with the film school, uh, just graduated a couple of months ago in May. And um, it was one Congratulations. of the best. Thank you. <laughs> it was one of the best decisions ever. So like, that's my that's my origin story. This was always interested in the story and just trying to maneuver and figure out like, how can I get better? And one thing about filmmaking is like, it's almost like going to the gym. Like you have to put in that work. You got to go through the, the crappy bad phase in order for you to get to the, the good phase um, in your filmmaking journey. So that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we couldn't agree more. Well, one, I, to tell someone that they don't got it, Hey, what a what a waste of a of a sentiment of a statement. Yeah. I think one of the beauties of filmmaking is that it is a skill that can be refined. It is a trade. the The camera is our paintbrush. You you get to learn what works, what doesn't. And the best part is because it's not just a trade, but an art form. You get to learn what works and doesn't work for you. That's the part where you can't skip. You know, that's the mm -hmm. part that, where the reps come in. It's not even just learning the camera. It's like, how do I like using this camera do i like movement do i like handheld do i like tripods you know what i mean do i like dutch angles do i like black and white you know whatever it is you just gotta kind of throw it all and see what sticks and it, that's a process you can't skip yeah. so you said you kept it at the back of your mind that that sentiment did you use that as fuel to keep you going yeah so like when he first said it i was very disappointed because like I was really trying. I always had like a, a colorful life, like a difficult life about anything I wanted to do. So I just know how to like persevere and just continue to uh, press towards your passion. I definitely use it as fuel. Like everything now is used as Heck fuel. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough industry, right? Like let's, let's not be. Yes. Like if, <laughs> if, if we wanted to be accountants, the, the ladder of success looks much simpler Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. You know what I mean? Than wanting to be a filmmaker. You had said early on your journey, you weren't sure which avenue you wanted to explore. So how did you come to see directing as, as the place that you wanted to lean into? To be honest, I really didn't know what the directing job entitled, right? 
I just thought the director just come to set, sit down and just tell people what to do, right? <laughs> there is a lot of truth to that, though. <laughs> it is, but I didn't see all of the pre-production stuff. I know how to just make stuff look good. Like, I know the elements. I um was I got my associate's degree in fine art, and I did art history one and two and composition and all that stuff. So I just had, like, a really strong art background, and I knew that would translate well uh, with the camera. Yeah. Yeah, so how, how did yeah. you start refining that eye? You know, how did you start sharpening that skill set? What kind of what kind of tactics, techniques, tricks, what kind of things did you try out to really start sharpening those skills? I just started watching a whole bunch of movies like Marshall Sainsy, Christopher Nolan, Spike Lee. And basically, I'm like Quentin Tarantino over here. I was still <laughs> still yes. from these people and apply it to myself. I would just practice every weekend. I would be shooting in the living room, setting up lights with the sky panel. Oh, I miss that sky panel. (laughs) 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 But it's just mainly watching a lot of movies, watching a lot of YouTube, reading a lot of books, basically putting in the time. Like if you're a basketball player, you're going to be in the gym practicing, right? And I I, I look at filmmaking the same way. I I tighten my eye just basically by practicing, like just taking the camera outside. Like it's a whole bunch of leaves out right now. Just just trying to tell a story or just working on composition. That's basically, that's all I did. As you were kind of sharpening these skills, as you're going to do these things, have you done primarily short form, like filming shorts, or have you done work for companies? What has that journey looked like so far? Music videos. Uh, every director kind of yeah. gets their start <laughs> at music videos. Like, I yeah. love music videos growing up. So just like, I would say it started there with music videos. With music videos, there isn't a, um, a lot of rules. You can do whatever you want to do, as long as look cool you know I do work for companies I shoot a lot of stock footage like I I get contracted out small businesses in the area I make promotional content and things like that but it definitely started out just start small and learn the rules and (laughs) learn how to work the camera and like you said learn what you like I just I learned what I like and I'm from Michigan right now I'm in Nashville but I'm from Michigan and I feel like being from Michigan, it definitely gave me this grit. I call it the Michigan grit and grind. And you can definitely see that in my work. It's very gritty. It's very vivid. So do you bring that same grit to your uh, to your corporate work? It depends. <laughs> I'm sure it's bro. certainly Night good. In the town. <laughs> yeah. It, it, Depending it, uh, on the brand, I'm sure it yeah. could, yeah. Yeah, it depends. You know, corporate work, you got to keep things kind of, you know. <laughs> buttoned up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> buttoned up a little bit. So how did a filmmaker find themselves in the stock footage game? With this day and age with the internet or Instagram, it is crazy bananas. People just will just hop in my, my DM. Like, they'll see my work on my uh, Instagram. they go to my websites and stuff. And basically, one of the head people of the company reached out to me. They wanted me to be a part of this campaign that they was having. And that's how it, it got started. Like, they actually reached out to me. I never had interest in shooting stock footage. That's awesome. Wow, that's wild. <laughs> So the stock footage thing kind of fell in your lap. That's amazing. Yeah, it fell in my lap. I was like, okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, I could make that work for sure. <laughs> Do they give you, they tell you what needs to be made or they're just like, go make a hundred videos? Go make a hundred videos. Yeah. Alrighty. Wow. wow. That is, I get that to produce. Is... Yeah. I just produce the content when I want and just make sure it's up to their quality, their standard. And that's it. That's awesome. That is that's the freedom many filmmakers dream of. So that's, <laughs> that is very cool. So leading into the corporate side of things, how did you break into corporate? 
I would say around last year when I started doing spec videos, I started with doing like a spec video of a Jordan and then eventually small businesses started hitting me up and asked me to do some promo content for their stuff. I think one of my first videos I did was like for a Licky. I mean, Licky, a liquor brand here. I can't believe I just said Licky. <laughs> well, I was going to cut it out, but now that you we brought it, I can't. It's just locked in now. A liquor brand here. Uh, so, yeah, it's just, once again, just uh, leveraging social media. Uh, my social media, I remember back in the day, I used to get on and just do whatever. But now uh, I do everything with a reason. I post all of my work and I try to be professional as possible on social media because you never know what type of opportunities that's going to land in your lap. People actually pay attention to your work. Like TikTok. Yeah. Oh, God. TikTok is bananas for filmmakers right now like yes i just taking notes i just <laughs> yeah the next generation of filmmakers they I'm, I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with like everything because they kind of got yeah. like everything at their disposal yeah um you know back in the early two, 2000s or 2010s we didn't have access to a black magic pocket camera you know it's oh, like no. yeah that camera's a beast for that price yeah. range it's crazy so yeah um yeah but just post spec videos and people will reach out well yeah. honestly kind of just what i'm learning is that you have found a way to leverage social media to completely boost your business to great heights so what advice tips tricks how do you believe that a filmmaker can leverage their social media to have companies come into them to come knocking <laughs> on their door. You got to look at filmmaking. A lot of people always pay attention to the creative side, but it's a business. And I had the opportunity, to, you know, to go to the McKee Seminar, go to Cannes Film Festival, Austin Film Festival. And I got a chance to see the business side of film. Like this is a global business. I would say start looking at yourself as a business straight out the gate. Start moving like a business, branding yourself as a filmmaker. Because like when you see some of the most successful independent filmmakers or even the big ones, it's, it's all about the brand. It's Christopher Nolan's brand. We know he's going to, yeah. you know, the the time. That's his <laughs> jumping time. Quentin Tarantino, the blood. It's all about the brand. So I would just say, focus on branding yourself. Putting yourself out there. Don't be scared to say I'm a director or filmmaker. Because at one point yeah, I was own scared. It. Yeah, I was scared it, to say yeah. that. Like now I introduce myself to people. I'm like, yeah, I'm a filmmaker. And they're like, huh? You know, <laughs> just be professional as possible. Like if you want to do uh, silly stuff or just have two different accounts for that. I mentioned TikTok. TikTok is a great way to grow your audience. Just always trying to build that audience, uh, especially if you want to stay independent. But TikTok know what your niche is, post your great work. That's all I do, really. I just brand myself. I move like a business. I post yeah, my you, great work. and You push yeah. everything out there and, and make it visible. Yeah, it, no one's going to see your work if you don't show it, you know, if mm -hmm. you keep it to yourself. No one's going to find you if you're not putting yourself out there, yeah. Confidence and aesthetic. Confidence mm -hmm. in your aesthetic. I mean, even today when you're talking about it, like gritty, vibrant, you know mm -hmm. what your aesthetic is. Yes. And yeah, honestly, it all falls into branding. I think you're absolutely right. That is the business side. And honestly, branding to me is where like creative and business meet, because especially in our industry where it is your aesthetic is your unique superpower. And that also boils back to why you got to just put in the reps because you got to figure out what your aesthetic is. You got to yes. figure out what your themes are. Like if you're a director writer, 
what are you writing? What's the common through line? You know, I seem to really like exploring this or man of the 10 things I've shot. This is something I lean into because I like it so much. Interesting. You know, so it is like finding that confidence in yourself through doing that you it's an educational experience for you and then once you have that locked in then brands can see that or companies can see that and they're like we we want that that that's the flavor that looks yeah. tasty i want that flavor what is that who, who did that <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah leaning into that so you mentioned that you were afraid for a while to be so open and mm-hmm. put it out there so how did you overcome that fear uh, I don't want to sound cliche. I overcame that fear. I was kind of forced to overcome it. Uh, well, I went to Cannes Film Festival. Basically, we had to create these websites. I was in film school, but we had to like create a business and the business had to be accepted by Cannes and then that's how we got our passes. Nice. So when you, like, you're at Cannes, you're with the top dogs. Like yeah. that's about 80 and 90% film businesses there. And you don't want to look amateur you don't want to look stupid or anything like that or you don't want to look like you don't belong so and it's very aggressive like people was passing out business cards like pound cake and um (laughs) (laughs) seriously it's very aggressive like they don't play and uh you know you just kind of get the swing of things and it was at that moment where like people used to ask me like well you know what do you do I just like oh you know uh I do this I do that but it was at that moment when people come up to me like they want to do business they're like hey what do you do and I was like I'm a film director (laughs) yeah you are it was just just, you know I just wanted to make sure that I didn't miss any opportunities just because I wasn't confident enough to say hey I'm a film director you know it was at that moment I kind of was just like pushed into it basically and ever since then you know I'm a film director (laughs) yeah I think the power like of, of choice definite choice right it's i think where you are versus where you want to be like you can look at where you want to be and it's very intimidating right you're thinking like how the flip am i going to get there (laughs) the first biggest decision you can make is i'm going to get there i'm i'm going there definite choice and i think to me just making that like there are no alternatives this is what's going to happen all of a sudden opportunities start finding their way to you because by making that choice, you're pursuing actions to lead you there or you're looking. If you're looking, you will eventually find what you're looking for. It's about yeah. that definite choice to like, I'm going to get there. And then things start flowing in your favor. So yeah, yeah, I think like in that moment, you had a choice to make and you're like, mm-hmm. this is who I am now. Yeah. And yeah. the universe, or life, your career, everyone's like, okay, yes, and then we will treat you accordingly. And then now look. It's been a, a great journey. And once I did make that decision, everything just took off. I even had a meeting with someone a couple of months ago. I was telling him, like, I didn't even expect for my career to take off <laughs> this fast. Like, dude, I just signed up to film school and I'm having meetings with, you know, industry people. And I, I feel like I'm not even keeping up. And he was like, well, you got to look at it like this. You got to get on the train. It's already moving. Just get on the train, figure out where your seat is later. And like, that's how I, I look at it now. I was like, okay, well, the train is moving. I'm on the train. I'll figure out where my seat is or where I'm going to stand nice. later. But the train took off. I got to get on the train. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I am on this train. Without me. Right, right. Yeah. I can't let the train off without me. <laughs> it, that is great. I yeah. love, I'm going to pocket that. That's a good one. <laughs> <It's> a <laughs> Thank good you. One. <laughs> that, that's a great, I love that so much. Well, all right, well, let's talk about the train that you're on right now. So you are in post-production right now for a short film. Yes. So a couple of months ago, I think I've been working on After Dust. 
Whew, since 2020 September or August, one of those months, and uh, we've been in <laughs> we've been in post production for a long time. We wrapped up the film, I believe, back in March. But nice. I've, I've been polishing it, and um, I got really good feedback and reviews about it. So it's basically a film about a female hitman uh, and her partner. They're on the job, and things just don't go how they normally go. So. What? Drama? Love yeah. it. Hijinks ensues? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting, man. Like I've been working on that baby for a while and I I want to go back to like how I matured as a filmmaker because before I would never spend this much time on a short film. Like I would try yeah. to get that ba- baby done and, but now I've just been taking my time just making sure, you know, the cuts make sense and just building that tension and at this stage, I feel like I shouldn't have to compromise you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not working for a studio. Nobody's yeah. paying me. I yeah. shouldn't have to compromise my art at this point. Yeah. So I'm going to make sure I get it 100% or at least 90% of my vision, if that makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. You know what? That makes perfect sense. Until you got those $10 million checks telling you to look the other way over a couple things. <laughs> You're damn right. You, 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 you make it how you want it to be made, for sure. <laughs> Boils back to brand and aesthetic, too, right? Like, as you're leveraging this to get bigger projects, you want it to look exactly how you want it to look. Yes. So then when you're hired in the future and you're doing these new things, people know what to expect. You're setting that expectation. So yeah, I think that's a very smart play. But I also understand you're leaning into a feature film now at this point. Yes. Yes. So I had this mentor. I wasn't planning on making a feature film until maybe two years from now. I felt, I still felt like I needed more experience, you know, and um, just more experience and more resources. I wanted to network a little bit more, but my mentor was like, Hey, (laughs) Well, be honest with you, you need a feature film, like immediately. And I was like, okay. It was one of those situations where somebody just pushed a baby bird at the nest. And I was like, <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to start working on a feature film. You know, I'm going to listen to this person. So, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. And the crazy thing about filmmaking, there isn't like a right or wrong way. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm just like feeling my way through. And if it feels yep. right, I, I, you know, I'm just trusting myself. Young filmmakers, new, old, you just got to trust yourself. Absolutely. And you know what? There's going to be a ton of mistakes along the way. I made my first feature 11 years ago now after freshman year of college with my Panasonic HVX 200 for $100. (laughs) And I convinced a lot of people to dedicate their summer vacation to doing this movie with me. That's fire. Look, where's the link? Do you have, is it up anywhere? Uh, uh, You can see on DVD somewhere. Yeah, it's on DVD somewhere. I had had DVDs made. I did a pre-sale. We had a premiere. Uh, It was was written over a semester of college. It was shot in three months. Edited a one night. (laughs) Literally, my mom, my mom, schedules a vacation the last week of filming and for the premiere and i'm like i can't go and she's like you're going damn it i requested <laughs> time off of work so i go and i have to leave my camera i come back they finish the movie thank god and i'm sitting in this pile of footage the premieres in 24 hours i got back this at 4 30 p.m i sat down the editor's chair at five and i worked till 5 p.m the next day 24 hours straight hey <laughs> Yeah, I got it done. There was like no choice. Premiere had been set. Tickets had been sold. There was no choice. It's like there's got to be a premiere. 150 (laughs) people are showing up at this thing. You got to have a movie to show. (laughs) And it's funny because I look back now like the movie's terrible. It's my favorite project I've ever done. Yeah. Still. 
but it, it's terrible. I, obviously, I was 19. I never, I was like, can I shoot a feature film? Fuck it, let's find out. <laughs> yeah. But like, that's, but I feel like that's what makes a really great filmmaker just going out there and doing it. Dude, I'm like so scared to make this feature and I'm trying like, but that story, you just inspired me with that story, you know? I think the biggest takeaway for me 11 years ago was I wanted to blow my brains out every day. <laughs> no, I, no, that, that's, 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 me, that's, 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 right that's, now. that's the start. That's, that's the start, right? Cause we were shooting, we were filming like 16 hours a day. Yeah. I had a whole team of people looking at me. It's like, I had to have the answer and newsflash. Guess what? You don't, but you got to have something, right? <laughs> Everyone's looking at you. Everyone, like everyone needs leadership. So you got to be a leader. And you, yeah, uh, it was director, you are the CEO. Yeah. yeah. You know, the trial by fire. Everything, my whole body hurt. My brain was always on fire, daily rewrites. And at the end of it, I was so tired and scared. But when Jesus. it was done and you look back and you see what you learned along the way, when you see the power and just keeping going, when you truly feel the essence of just like just getting it done, no school can beat that type of education just hands-on in the field just believing in yourself like my parents would ask me every day if there's going to be a movie they didn't believe that i would finish yeah i had i had i had friends that that didn't believe that i could do it i mean there were i have i had doubt everywhere everyone no one believed really that i could get it done the only people that really thought i could do it was my cast and my crew, and it could be tough when no one is clapping for you to get it done, yeah. right? And then in those moments, you gotta learn how to clap for yourself because everyone will be there to congratulate you, but very few people will be there along the way to support you. So that is the power of instilling that confidence, knowing that you are so much more powerful than anyone will ever give you credit for, but you are. And that's why like, I love hearing this story from you, Shan. I mean, it's just like, it's just like, I'm just gonna go do it. I'm scared shitless, but I got to go do it. And yeah. yes, you're right. You should absolutely go do it. Absolutely. Because like you said, you're already working on on the next one and whatnot, too. Thinking about yeah, seriously. the next one, the next one. And like <laughs> Even for Caleb, like without that first one, it wouldn't have been the next one, the next one. You know, you've had two since then. You just, yeah, you got to start. You got to do it. I love that your mentor uh, pushed the, the baby bird out of the nest. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, bro, it's like a short film is cool and all. I'm going to be honest, but you need a feature. <laughs> so yeah. there's like a feature is a whole nother beast. Um, it increases your invisibility and stuff like that. It's like, you got to yeah. get a feature. What are, the, what are yeah. some of your biggest takeaways from the short film you're finishing now that are going to help Oof. ease this feature <laughs> process a little bit, you know? It seems like every time I jump into the deep end, I don't drown. So I want to keep doing that. Like, I want to just keep dump, jumping into the deep end and just keep trusting myself and um, just keep being ambitious no yeah. matter what. I learned a lot. <clears throat> learned a lot about yourself. Like like you were saying, Caleb, was very inspirational. Like, no one is clapping for you. One thing I talked to my uh, producer about, it's like, I feel like I'm pushing this, this cart up the hill and everybody's just standing on the sidelines. They're just, ah, oh, you kind of got watching it. Watching you do it. Yeah, yeah you're, it is, it's tough. It's a lot of hard work. Like, I'm still in, you know, post-production. But that's a tough one. I'm trying, like, my brain is, like, firing. Like, you learned a lot. <laughs> that's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, Some no of it words. is nuanced, though. I mean, you're right. It's not like, like, to, I think, put words to what you're experiencing. It's like when you look back at something you made a year ago and you're like, woof. Like, you're like, jeez. <laughs> I made that garbage. 
you know, and at the time when you made, you're like, look at this. Oh my gosh, I'm so much better than I was. And then a year later, you look back. And you were, yeah. Yeah. And you were, right. And you look back, you're like, gosh, that's trash. As you experience more and your tastes get more refined and you need more to your ideal, there is a thousand variable all co-mixing together. Because if you were to go back and remake some of these things now, like the very first short film I made, High School Survival Guide. If I were to go back and remake that now, senior, oh senior in high school, I'm like, it's it's a completely trash short. I love it to death. It's trash. But I would go remake it now. It's like, because I now have new experiences that can make mm. it better. Yeah. Yeah, or like uh, Dolly that we, were, we used that was just like <laughs> it was the, a the, cart. It was a cart, cart for the cafeteria. It was a cart. Like the opening scene is <laughs> me like walking down a hallway, and like the cameras on the cart being Dolly backward, and you can hear the cart on the floor. <laughs> like the cart is not quiet. The cart is loud, and it's like this undercurrent. And it's it's like plugged in to an extension cord that like we get past where the extension cord's yeah, plugged in so that you all of a sudden see the cord the like coming yeah. into the scene. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Do, yeah. I really do think do you guys got it online anywhere? High school survival guide definitely <laughs> is online. Yeah. I'm gonna look that up. Like these we'll type it, of dude, stories. It's on Facebook somewhere. Yeah. But this is like the stuff that I like to watch and listen to. It just helps, you know, to see other filmmakers like their growth and where they started. And yeah, uh, like, definitely yeah. humble origins. We will say that. <laughs> I think everybody got humble origins, man. I I go back and look at some of my work, maybe from two years ago, and I want to start crying because I thought I was just oh, yeah. at peace. I'm like, oh man, I was a beast. And I go back and look and I just like, oh my gosh, why, why do I have all of that junk behind that person? <laughs> like, why didn't I clear that out? Or you know what that means know? though? That means that you're that you are growing and learning. Cause if you still looked at it two years later and and was like, wow, that's incredible. You know, <laughs> are you are you growing? Are you learning? Right. Maybe it was incredible, but I'm like with this feature, I'm so scared to death. And I'm pretty sure I'm gonna like maybe a year or two years from now, you guys can have me back and I'll be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was you know what I was gonna I was gonna say yes. like you know we'll have to have you back. Follow up. <laughs> Gotta follow uh, up. We'll also putting on. in I'm putting in our chat now. I'm gonna spare you the 10 minute cut, but I do we do have a two minute, three minute trailer and you can watch and get the highlights. Oh yes. my gosh. <laughs> oh man. I just pulled uh, it up. Yeah. That opening yeah, you, shot though. Uh, yeah, the hallway the comp mm -hmm. i mean that's a good composition <laughs> yeah well happy accidents happen you know a broken clock's right twice a day you know what i mean this this is great you know i'm going to bring you back up to your next feature we can we can see what what new things you hate about what you've done and, and what you love about what's next this is great yeah shan we talked about a lot of great stuff but what would be your top piece of advice that you would give to an aspiring filmmaker or someone who's looking into breaking into this industry? Man, I would say my top piece of advice is to be relentless, to be Ooh. relentless with your dream. Uh, love that. That's a first on here. That's a first. That. And I love that. Yeah. I am relentless and I gotta be, you know, if you, I got a professor who just say you, you, you're trash, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter if nobody is clapping for you. It doesn't matter if you're doing it by yourself. It doesn't matter uh, if you don't have all the resources, you still, you got to be relentless in this journey. That's like my number one advice to everybody. Well, Love damn, that. this has been fire. Shan, <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Thank you guys so yeah, this, much. It's fired me up. How can people follow you, learn more about your movies and kind of keep tabs on these great things that you're doing? 
Yes. So everybody, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Chandonet.basket. I know that's a long ass name. I'm in the process of uh, rebranding. Because um, <laughs> that, I, you know, that's just a long name, you know, I'm trying to figure out like, what can I call myself so people can easily find me? But Chandonet.basket. And on TikTok, I go by Shandirects. And also I do have movie pages. You can find all of the important links, IMDB, uh, personal website, production website. It's going to be the link in my bio. Come through, support, like something. Tell me you don't like something. I don't care, but. Uh, we'll put a link to that also in the in the like bio for this episode so people can find you a little bit easier. Thank all of you for listening to this today. If you found any value in anything we talked about, please leave us a like, a subscribe, a follow. Please leave us a review. We love you all, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Ambitious Filmmaker. Have something you want us to talk about? Interested in chatting with like-minded filmmakers? Join the conversation over at our free Facebook group and subscribe to our Instagram. Just search the video community. We'll see you next time. And remember, always be creating.